0: Welcome to the Kyle High Club. Roll up. Let's take a rip. They me tell you the world is yours. Yubbish. Hey there, and this is Kyle High Club, regular episode uh, number 13. Um, I already know what I'm going to call this. I'm going to call this um, belated marijuana Miss Play on... Merry Christmas and Marijuana 420 um, Yesterday it was 420 I meant to do an episode the day before And say Merry Mar- Marijuana Miss Eve Or something like that um, I got high and passed out For like 5 hours um, And I had to cook dinner And do some other shit um, And 420 I just got high and played video games all day Uh, Made lots of food. And just enjoyed my time. Didn't really do anything productive. Now my cat's meowing at me. Thought she wanted inside, but then she just meowed and walked away. I tried to let her inside. I don't know. She's a needy bitch. I guess. But, um did an MMA episode earlier today uh did a recap of Alstar Overeem versus uh Alexey you know, those fights took place yesterday in Russia um got some shit done around the house not really but got some shit done um and went and played basketball for an hour shot hoops uh and now I'm here, uh, trying to knock this episode out. I haven't done one of these in a little while, so I need to get one done. And my notes on the next episode just keep growing and growing, and I don't want that. Uh, so here we are. And first things first, uh, this happened a while ago now since I actually wrote it down, but Tiger won the Masters, uh, if you haven't heard. Um, that's pretty cool. He... I think he won, last time he won the Masters was 2005, last time Tiger won the Masters, yeah last, oh no he won it, this week playing, Ah, oh, he only won it, I don't know, it shows, it shows what I know right? won the Masters, last time he won the Masters was, yeah, 2005, okay, last time he won a major was a US Open back in 2008, so it's been 11 years since this man's won a a, um, major championship, Uh, so he now has 15, I believe Jack Nicholson's record is 18, so now, I mean, how old is he? Tiger's 43. I mean, I'm pretty sure he keeps it well in good shape. He's had a bunch of surgeries, but he could still keep playing golf. He still plays it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that are older than him still playing, and they're still good. Um, I wonder what the oldest guy is. Oldest PGA player. Sam Snead, also the man who owns the record for most. PGA Tour wins is the oldest winner in tour history. Okay, they have the oldest winners on the PGA tour. Who's that? ooh. The oldest winners are fifty-one? I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. So I mean you gotta you gotta be kind of spry to uh to drive the ball a pretty good distance. So, I mean say Tiger's cut off his 50 he's got 7 years to get 3 or 4 I mean it took him 11 years to get 1 um so I don't know we'll see but you know golf's only really excited when Tiger's winning um it's so strange how this one guy has captivated one sport and it lives or dies without him essentially um and I guess it's because he's the first, you know, African-American player to be, you know, really good at at golf. And I guess maybe not the first, but he was just so dominant in his early years, it was hard not to, you know, become a star. You know, if, if a white guy did what he did, though, I don't know if he'd still be a star. Mm. I mean, his name's Tiger. Eldrick taught Tiger Woods. His name's Eldrick. I didn't know that. But he's one of the best, and I definitely hope he keeps winning. Because, as I said, his golf is only excited when he's winning. And the only time anyone pays attention or talks about it, tweets about it, uh, is when Tiger's winning. So, if you're one of those haters out there that want him to lose, you're an asshole. Yeah, the guy's made some mistakes. Cheated on his wife, but... um. I mean, he was Tiger Woods. You know how many times he probably didn't cheat on his wife when he could have? You know. He's a better man than I. I would have probably cheated a lot. (laughs) I would try not to, but when you're the man, especially if you're fucking Tiger Woods. You know, the only famous golfer, essentially. (laughs) The only globally famous golfer in, like, history. Um know how much pussy he probably did turn down and was faithful. I don't know. The world may never know. Only Tiger knows. Only Tiger knows. And in Tiger, we must trust. <laughs> but yeah, glad he won. Um, so that's good. Golf up and up. And my Red Sox are, are not on the up and up. Uh, they did win yesterday. They got their... They clinched their first series win and it happens to be against the the Tampa Bay Rays who are leading the division right now by several games. Um, Red Sox were eight back already. Um, let me see where they're at now after that win. the computer wants to fucking load. Uh, dang, they're not even last anymore. So yeah, now they're only six back. Um, and they were eight, you know, just two days ago. Eight and thirteen right now. Rays are fourteen and seven. Mariners are sixteen and eight. They have the best record in the American League. Twins lead the Central at eleven and seven. So really, no one's going off. Mariners sixteen and eight is pretty good. The Rays at fourteen seven is pretty good, but I don't see them holding that. Uh, I think the Red Sox just beat him two games in a row. The Rays are on a three game losing streak. Uh, so the division is still alive. It's still super early, still the first month of the season. Um, I think once you get a month in, you can start to say, you can start to get a feel of how the season is going to play out, even two months. Because even, you know, in later in the month some teams go on hot runs in September and make the playoffs and you know just do great other teams collapse at that time the Red Sox had a historic collapse back in September when they were just leading the entire American League by like 10 games Um, and then they lost like 20 out of like 25 games or something and missed the entire playoffs Um, that was when Francona was the manager I think and Players are eating chicken in the locker room and drinking beer during a game. Yeah, I guess I didn't really have a problem with it was just it kinda seemed like things just got out of hand. They I mean they had won three championships, I think, with Francona or two. Another one, oh four, oh seven. I can't remember if the one in 11 was with Francona. I think it was. And then 13. I don't even know if they won one in 11. I'm making shit up right now. I'm going to research my favorite team's championships. That's so dumb. Yeah, so I was wrong. Oh, 04, so. Okay. Yeah, so they won one, two, with Franco in 0407, and then they had that collapse. I think it was I think it was 2011 that was the year I was thinking of. Because 2012 was when they had Bobby Valentine, the manager, it just sucked. And that's when I graduated and saw them play. Also, the Braves 5-2 interleague week. Um, then the year after that, John Farrell took over as manager. They won the whole thing. Um and of course, last year Alex Cora's first year as manager won the whole thing. Francona, his first year as manager, won the whole thing. It's kind of weird how you know you just get a new face, a new a new guy in there, and you know it's same people in the locker room. You know, same players, and somehow they just uh, get the shit together, right the ship, and and get it done. I don't think you need a new manager already. It's his first year. I think they're still coming off a little. World Series hangover. Not many people expected the Red Sox won the World Series last year, and they pretty much, you know, besides the Astros, they pretty much dominated the league. The Astros are pretty solid, but the Red Sox ended up beating them, and pretty much unstoppable. Had a great year, but to add on top of insult to injury, and I guess injury on top of injury, Nathan Avaldi a starting pitcher. A uh, good right-hander that we acquired last year around the trade deadline, and really helped us uh, solidify that rotation. You know, get a good another right-hand thrower in there with Porcello. So we got you know two of the best lefties in the world, and David Price and um, Chris Sale. Then Porcello, former Cy Young re- Award winner, you know, as a righty, and then Evaldi as a righty as well. We still have Eduardo Nunez or Rodriguez. Um, and speaking of o- Eduardo Nunez, he was also added to the injury list. So, him and Nathan Nibaldi joined Pedroia and and uh Brock Colt on the on the, on the injured list. So, we got three guys that could potentially play to the second base on the injured list. Uh, so we got sayway One Lee. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but I think it's pretty close. He's playing second base right now. I don't know who's playing today. I also recently traded uh, Blake Swihart, who's a backup catcher, but also can play pretty much anywhere. He could play second, third, first. Uh, I'm sure he could play outfield. He probably play shortstop. Probably not be that good at playing shortstop compared to Xander Bogarts, obviously. Um, but he was nice to have as a backup catcher. But with Sandy Leon and Christian Vasquez, looks like he's. You know he's settled in pretty good. I think he has already four home runs to start out the season. He's not really a home run hitter, but he's a decent defensive offensive catcher. And so is Sly Hart, but I believe we traded him and I forget we traded him for the exact name, but I know it was for I know it was for a pitcher. I am pretty sure it was a leaf pitcher to maybe help also that bullpen. Bullpen's been a little shaky. Just pitching been shaking overall. But you know, last time I talked about the Red Sox, their differential was pretty bad, and it's already better than the than the Orioles, than the shitty ass Orioles. So going the right direction. Three and three at home. We've only had six games at home, fifteen away. So we've had a heavy away away stretch here to begin the season. So I think it's fine once they settle away at home. You know, they're in Tampa Bay right now. Hopefully come back to Fenway and have a couple series there have a couple weeks there solidify the you know the rotations get some guys healed up and um, you know start to make a run come come May mid May and like I said I'm still not panicking everyone keeps writing these fucking panic articles oh is it serious to actually start panicking about the Red Sox and then you got two you know two game winning streak versus the leader in the division so now they were eight back and now they're on the six you know you get another one today you're only five back um so we'll see and they're actually playing right now and it's three two the red sox are up um they're about to start either about to start the bottom six or top seven okay they're about to start top seven uh so i'll, I'll be watching an ad game and yeah we'll see how it plays out uh, just staying with the baseball theme that I got going here. Crush Davis, uh Chris Davis for the Oakland Athletics. Signed a two year uh thirty three point five million dollar deal. Uh I believe they didn't say it was an extension, but I'm I'm guessing his uh his deal probably runs out at the end of this year and so he'll at least be with athletics for two more years for a decent decent amount of money. Um Congrats to him, congrats on getting paid, and congrats on getting a short-term deal. So, you know, if you have two more solid years like he has been playing, you know, two more all, all-star, you know, slash, you know, on the cups of MVP levels, uh, after those two years should have, a, should open up for a big deal for, for everyone on the market. And, you know, we'll see if the athletics open up the, the checking account, actually pay a guy for once probably not as long as Billy Bean is there playing his money ball but I mean he's got to do what he's got to do with what he works with he doesn't have you know the Oakland Athletics aren't a huge um I want to say I was going to say they're not a huge market team but I mean they live in California they live in Oakland there are millions of people that live there but they're not like an immensely popular team they're not like the Yankees or the Red Sox or even like fucking Tigers or Dodgers um just the following and the fan base just isn't there the hardcore you know fandom just isn't there um it just isn't there for some teams and no matter what market you're in like the Miami Marlins the Florida Marlins for some reason it's always not there the Rays seem to always be decently well decently good have good good uh managers good coaching good up and coming guys always and their, their stadium is always fucking empty um so I don't know, who knows? Um but yeah, congrats to uh, Crush Davis and yeah, I hope hope he continues crushing the ball. <laughs> and uh let's see how far I am in. Only sixteen minutes in. And I already covered all the bullshit sports things I wanted to talk about. So I guess just one of the Life things that I wrote down and kind of had, you know, lingering on my mind for the past week or so is uh, just the immense difference in human beings. And, you know, the differences are obvious and, you know, you know, in size and, and hair color and eye color, that sort of thing, you know, genetic, biologically wise, obviously we differ. You know, some people are short, some people are tall, fat, skinny, blonde, brunette. You know, white, black, Latino, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, some people are gay, some people are straight, some people are both. um, And then some people are sociable, some people aren't. Um, And the main reason I bring up the differences was just, uh, I was just hanging out, I guess not hanging out, but I was playing video games with my buddies. think it was last week uh, when we had this conversation, and essentially, it might have been a couple days ago, I don't even remember, Uh, it was 420 yesterday, so just fried my brain, just forgot everything, (laughs) just restart, you know, wipe the slate clean, (laughs) bury the hatchet, Um, essentially one of my friends, he was like, oh yeah, I guess I'll be playing games tonight, because you know, I hit up everybody and nobody wants to hang out. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to hang out with me. It just sounded really sad. And it just sounded really sad because he's like, Man, and all I want to do, I just want to drink and hang out with people. and Be around other people. And when he said that, instantly my mind goes, What? That sounds like the worst time ever. You just want to drink and be around people? That sounds like a bad time. Um, at least in my head. I mean obviously I know I've had a lot of good times drinking and being around people drinking and hanging out drinking at parties whatever um, more and more I get older it just, just doesn't appetize me just anything that begins with drinking I'm like, huh, I don't know why are we drinking? you just drinking because you're bored you're drinking because you want to have fun you're tired of living a dull life uh, you know, you need some kind of you know, depressant to excite things, which doesn't make sense, um, (laughs) and, you know, I don't have much to talk, I'm a fucking pothead, pretty much smoke weed, um, every day, smoke weed every day, um, so I use that, I guess, to enhance my life, or depress my life, or stimulate my life, you know, to get out of the mundane, boring routine, So I guess I'm a little biased in that aspect, but drinking is a very different thing for me. You know, when I smoke weed, I feel like it does enhance things. You know, colors seem brighter, food tastes better, music, you know, sounds good, showers feel better, sex is better, fucking everything is better, food tastes better, I probably already said that, coffee tastes better, (laughs) fucking video games are more fun, reading books more fun. Playing basketball outside is more fun. Going for a walk is more enjoying. Being in nature is more connected. Um, Really the only bad things I can think of is if you get paranoid. But I think sometimes that paranoia is good because it reminds you of things you need to think about. or things you need to be doing that, you know, routinely that you're putting off and you're not doing because you don't want to. Because you know it's something you should do, but you just want to be lazy and fuck around and enjoy life. When life isn't just about enjoying. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what it's about, because I don't know what it's about either. But I don't think it's just about, you know, being a pleasure monkey and just enjoying all the life's pleasure. Um, you know, and I think really life about is about finding your own way and finding your own journey and path and going down that path and exploring it. So, life is to each its own. It is what it is. Um, Again, I don't want to influence or tell someone that their path is wrong, but I think, you know, strictly seeking out pleasure just for pleasure, uh, and just for individual and selfish reasons, even if they're complete logical, because I see the complete logic in just pursuing pleasure events, because it's like, well, you're going to die someday, so why not just do anything and everything that makes you comfortable and happy um, my problem of that is because I think if you challenge yourself that's where you learn and grow and then you're able to experience more things and derive more meaning out of things and you know if you challenge yourself and you, you, know, you grow then you can experience more pleasures or further pleasure or the pleasure that that you got before of, you know, sitting sitting down and eating a home-cooked meal off. feels better, you know, after you bust your ass, after a jog or something, after you sweat your ass off, because there's a balance. And you gotta find that balance. Because, essentially, if you're just chasing pleasure, you're chasing the dragon. And we all know how that turns out, you never catch the dragon. Never catch it. (laughs) Um, I don't know where I was going with that tangent, but essentially, you know, I know I like hanging out with people. Some of the best times I've ever had is getting drunk and hanging hanging out with people. Most of the time, hanging out with friends. Like, yeah, if my buddy was like, hey, like if my friend who said this, I mean, he lives in D.C., so. And, you know, I live in fucking Wisconsin, so this wouldn't happen, but if you lived here or I lived there and he was like, hey, bud, you want to just, you know, grab some beers or something and hang out? Like, I'm really bored and I just want to, you know, drink and go out. I'd be like, you know, half the time I'd probably be like, nah, why are we drinking? I don't want to drink. But some of the times I'd be like, yeah, sure, bro, let's do it. You know, I'm kind of bored too. I haven't hung out with people either in a little while, so let's do it. Um, And it'd be fun. But just to do, I mean, just to always do that it just I don't know doesn't doesn't appeal to me for whatever reason I guess I'm just a selfish self-centered asshole that only cares about himself or I don't know I was gonna say or I'm just smart (laughs) that's an even bigger of an asshole thing to say but fuck it man um That's me. I try to do better and try to become a better, you know, version of myself. You know, as quickly and as slowly as I can. Um, But it's a life, it's a life work. And I'm not perfect, nobody's perfect. And you think you're perfect or you think your loved one's perfect, you're fucking blind or you're lying to yourself. Um, And if you think the person you should be with should be perfect... Well, fuck off. (laughs) Because no one is. Um, Because everyone's different, and your definition of perfection is always going to differ from somebody else's. You know, for me to be perfect, the perfect version of myself is some dude that fucking works out every day, gets after it every day. Becomes chiseled, fucking 220, jacked as fuck. uh, Rich as fuck. um, But also... Still a fucking hippie and like grows his own food, <laughs> and hunts his own food and all that shit. You know I'm nowhere near that right now. I'm working towards it. You know maybe I'll never reach that goal of ultimate perfectness, and probably not because that's why it's a perfect model. Um, but that's why we live life. Cause like I said, chasing the dragon. <laughs> I never catch that dragon or that dream, but. It's the journey, it's the path that matters. And what you learn along that path and how your path deviates and you know how it turns off of one simple decision here or there, one simple relationship or interaction. Um, and that's why it's so beautiful because there's so many differences and so many possibilities that are out there. And there's a multitude of paths that, that can happen. No one can really predict this. Um, I know I can, I don't even, I don't know what's gonna happen the next year, you know, if I was, you know, I don't even know, if I was just complacent and just always sat around and did nothing for the next year, I could probably predict what I was gonna do, um, but who knows, I might change and fucking get my shit together, (laughs) you know, it's starting to get together, but some of my shit's not together, you know, it's still spread out, it's still not together, um, (laughs) So who knows? It's a, uh, it's a it's a whip, W I P work in progress. That's what makes it beautiful, folks. And you can't get too down on yourself. Um, all you can do is just keep working, keep moving forward. Because you know that's what everyone else has done. Everyone that's been alive in the past pressed their you know passed their genes on to the next generation. Uh, made the world how it is today for better or for worse, I'd say for better, you know, we're still alive. Um, I think less murders and less travesties and less violence happen as as we get older and mature as a society and civilization and just as human beings in general, Um, you know, and as we grow and develop with technology and I guess better economic conditions as well. Um, So we'll see, but also at the same time, we are kind of self-domesticating ourselves Um, Not even kind of, we are. You know, as we build better and better technology, better and better things, you know, we have better TVs, better gaming systems, we have VR systems, you know. And now you can have food just delivered to your doorstep, it's awesome, I do it, I do it with Blue Apron, it's awesome, because... You know, although I could have time to, you know, like, research and do, you know, learn how to cook better and find the ingredients that I like little by little and add things here and there and try different recipes, I don't really want to, um, you know, put that effort in, so I just pay some some company to put, you know, they have, each week they have, like, anywhere from 7 to 10 meals you could choose from, you can choose 3 of them and they send you the instructions and all the ingredients you need, and most of the time it's, you know, a variation of some things that I tried before or if I like. But sometimes every now and then I try something new, or at least some new ingredients and new sauce or whatever. Um, you know, and I've learned immensely just by paying this little service to kind of basically teach me how to cook. You know, and I could, i mean, I know how to cook. I know how to fucking cook things over an open flame. I know how to stuff shit into a fucking oven. Um, and that's essentially cooking, I know, to grill and, you know, make shit, but now this shit's, you know, the Blue Apron's taught me how to, like, make what sauces and paste and things like that, and, you know, make shit that I would have never thought of by myself, by myself, Um it's pretty cool. So now I'm just saving those recipes, I don't know if you would care, but I just save those recipes and... You know, I'll probably end the Blue Apron subscription, you know, sooner or later. Um, maybe I'll just keep it. Um, but essentially keeping the recipe so I can be like, oh, one, I'm hungry one day. I want to make something. And, you know, just look at that recipe, buy all the shit I need to buy, and make a shit ton of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just one. Even though I have kind of self domesticated myself and I'm not going and exploring these new ingredients myself, you know, I'm not foraging them in the forks, I'm not picking them off the leaves, I'm not, you know, killing the chickens myself, or killing the beef or whatever, you know, it's kind of just pre-packaged, not kind of, it is pre-packaged and sealed, like, you know, it just comes to my doorstep, you know, once a week, um, domesticating the fuck of myself, but I've also learned more than I would have if I, you know, I mean, I would have learned more, obviously, if I'm out there foraging and hunting my own shit, but I mean I also have to work 8 hours a day four hours a week um, um, you know and I also had to do my best to be physically active and you know I'd still do these podcasts I mean person's only got so much time and you know I still have to chase pleasure as well you can't just work 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 because all work and no play make, makes Johnny a dull boy Um, And nobody likes dull boys. Girls don't like dull guys. Um, So, I mean, even if you work, 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 and you get all this money and shit, I mean, the money will probably help. I don't think, you know, you'll be able to buy a wife, essentially, (laughs) even though it's technically illegal, but. Still happens. Still happens. But, you know. That's where, I mean, it comes back on, the, on this balance. We can't, even though it's fucking awesome being domesticated, have everything at our fingertips, all these movies on Netflix and YouTube and podcasts, and now people like me, who I'm a nobody, are just putting out content for really no reason, just because they want to. Um, <laughs> there's so much shit out there. You know, you could sit on the internet forever and you never would consume all the content that's out there. And you know you can just continually have dominoes delivered to your door every day and get fatter and fatter and just be happier and plumper and you know fulfilled in your pleasure sinking ways and you're you know you'll be super comfortable, but but I think our d n a and how we evolved we are almost programmed to where we need challenge we need. We need suffering to be happy, to be truly happy, and I'm not saying you have to starve, you have to go through traumatic events to be happy, to be truly happy, you know, I'm not saying you need to dwell in the darkness and, you know, just have a shit life to realize and kind of put in perspective what happiness is yes I think that helps and I think people that come from rough beginnings and then ultimately do make it, do climb out of the hole, they know what happiness is because they've been there when the only thing that matters is you have to concentrate on the struggle, like it doesn't matter how happy you are, you just have to keep moving Um, and happiness is really only realized when you realize you don't have to keep moving anymore you could take a little break but then you can't get content with that little break. You can't just always want that break because then you get stuck in that hole again. You get stuck in that rut. You get stuck in that bad, dark place you were before. Before you started working out of that rut. And then it's just a vicious cycle all over again. So I think you need that balance. You can't, I mean, some of us do go through vicious cycles. I go through vicious cycles, man, where you know, I'm working out every day, busting my ass, and I feel great, never happier, never feel, you know, more blessed, more connected to other people, you know, and I actually feel wanting to connect with more people, and then every now and then, I I, I feel like it's almost designed. (laughs) It's almost designed in this fucking world we're living in, at least in my sake, it fucking feels like it is. But that's just how my brain works, I try to connect the dots and paths and algorithms to everything even if they there is no valid explanation or connection um yeah yeah but i just (laughs) i love you too i don't know is what it is, my kitty just distracted me with her cuteness, and now she's hiding in a box, are you going all the way in there, you're just right there at the front, yeah, of course, she, she got me off my train of thought, and I thought I was going on a roll there, who knows, but, you know, it's about the balance, you gotta find... Even when shit's going good, when you have a good job, you're eating well, even if your love life's going well, you know, it's fucked up, but all good things do come to an end because all things come to an end. All bad things come to an end as well, you know, either they end in misery or they end in happiness you know, all things will end someday. And as far as I know, as far as I can tell, you know, people do die. Um, I don't know where they go from there. I'll let you know when I get there. Um, (laughs) Maybe I'll do a podcast from there, if and when. Uh, Probably not, though. I don't know. I don't think you'll be able to connect back. I don't know how it works. Like I said, I'll let you know. Um, (laughs) But I think we need struggle, and we need hardship, challenges, goals to not only stay on the path and keep moving forward, to be happy, because I think without struggle, without challenge, uh, you don't really achieve full happiness. Without doing something that's hard, without yeah, if you just always take the easy route, you never feel fulfilled. Fulfilled. And take my word for it, because I'm the laziest motherfucker ever. Um, I love comfort. I love getting nice and round, getting fat eating food, not doing shit, and I hate working out. Every time before work. And I'm like, why are you doing this? There's no point. Why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. You're going to die someday. You know, just get fat and enjoy it. You know, just get get fat, drunk, and enjoy life. Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy life. And I, I get fat sometimes and I get drunk sometimes. But. I don't know. I really think. We need to struggle, and I'm saying, I'm not saying you have to go through bad shit. I'm not saying you got to put yourself in, you know, war or anything like that. But you know, you know, and I was gonna say just go for a jog, but like I can't even motivate myself most of the time to go for a jog. It's so boring. You know, that's why I went and shot hoops. I shot, you know, basketball around for a little bit because I know I would move, just cause, you know, I like shooting a basketball. I like chasing after the ball when I miss, and I miss all the fucking time. So I get a lot of, I get a decent amount of running in, probably more than I would have if I just went on a straight jog nonstop. Um, now my cardio would probably benefit more from the jog, um, but I don't know, you know, who knows? I mean, the jog I usually go on is usually only a couple miles and I'm done within like 15, 20 minutes, and I'm fucking exhausted. But I went and played basketball for an hour, and you know, I wasn't running a lot, and I actually worked on free throws a decent amount because I suck at shooting, and I'm really awful at free throws. So I feel like so I said, hey, I must start practicing those because I suck at it, um, and kind of just embrace the challenge. You know, it's not a hard challenge. I'm just sitting there doing free throws, but you know, it's the time. It's almost. I it was almost psychedelic, like especially. It's one of the nicest days out of the. It's probably the nicest day out so far this year in Wisconsin. It's like seventy degrees. It's just fucking beautiful. And I was really really ripped. Uh, you know, just running around. I got the blood flowing, and then once I started practicing free throws, you know, kind of just taking a couple breaths in, kind of slowing my heartbeat a little bit, slowing my breathing down. You know, just relaxing myself, and then you know, releasing that ball and kinda of, I finally got a decent shooting form for my free throws. Um and it actually felt right and it felt like most of the time I was going in. If I just concentrated, kept my breath together, slowed my heart rate a little and um you know, just be entirely in the moment and just concentrate on that shot, concentrate on the form and do it right, you know, quote unquote right every single time. Um and when I did, it pretty much went in every time. And, yeah, it was a weird feeling. It's hard to explain. But it was almost psychedelic-like. And just, like, completely in the moment and concentrate on this one thing that I know I'm bad at. But know that I'm getting better at. And know that I got a lot better at in just, you know, the little while I was doing it. And kind of look forward to going out there the next time and seeing seeing how I go. And it's not like... I'm, I know I'm kind of just going on a tangent about me Fucking shooting basketball hoops But You know just to keep it interesting you know And I wouldn't just you know shoot a free throw Come back shoot a free throw And I kind of did this a little when I was a kid But essentially when I was a kid well, I don't really have to explain why I did When I was a kid I'll just explain how I did it now But I would just You know what I did today Start with the free throw you know slow the heart rate You know do the form whatever Do the shot And then if it misses or it makes, you know, if it misses or if I make it, sometimes I would just go right back and shoot another, or I would just follow up with a simple layup and then go back and do a free throw. But if it misses, uh, chase the rebound down, take a shot from wherever you missed that, and keep going until you make it. So if I miss that second shot, that follow up shot after the free throw shot, um, follow the rebound, track it down again, and shoot again. Keep shooting or, you know, drive to the basket decently hard. you know, just get the blood flowing, get the heart pumping, um, get that heart uh, and that breathing back up. And then once I make it or once it fucking <laughs> goes away out of bounds and I'm tired of chasing it, and I walk back a free throw line and start all over again. It was fun. And it was almost like a moving meditation. You know, just like when, I don't know if you've tried meditation before, whoever's listening, but, you know, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do, especially picking it up for the first time. Um... And essentially, it's like that. It's like sitting there trying to concentrate on your breathing, slowing your heart rate, concentrate being on the moment, not thinking about anything but this one moment. You know, thinking about this free throw. But when you're meditating, you're thinking about. You're just thinking about nothing. You're literally trying to think about nothing, thinking about thinking about nothing. And, you know, you're continually. You know, when you go through meditation, these thoughts creep in like, oh, fuck, I forgot to do this. Or fuck, what am I going to cook dinner? Why am I not dinner? You know, what about this girl I've been talking to? You know, should I text her back? But while you're in that meditative state, you kind of just got to like, you got to come back to the free throw line and just recenter your mind, recenter and focus back in that moment of concentrating on your breath, concentrating on the moment, concentrating on nothing, concentrating at the task at hand. And it was very similar to To what I was doing with the free throws, you know, I'd shoot the shot, um, but if you miss the shot, then you know, you start to scatter, and my movements would scatter around, and you know, you start to get hectic. That's when the brain and the thoughts coming in, and you know, the chain thoughts stemming off another thought of other shit you need to do, you're supposed to do, or you haven't done, or you know, some bad shit or some good shit you've done in your life, you know, whatever your ego's focusing on in that moment. but then you come back to that center. You come back to the spot where you started to the beginning. And it's kind of like doing a lap. Um, doing a mental lap of just, you know, once you come back to that center, you push those thoughts out that you're not supposed to think about. And you're thinking in the moment. You're in that meditative state. You're in that mindset, concentrating on the present, the now, focusing on your breath, your heart rate, and all the sounds around you, bringing them in and all realizing it's all exist in this moment because you're experiencing it and because you're alive and you're conscious and you're feeling, you're hearing, you're seeing, and you are thinking sometimes, but you're able to push it out. And it's not like you're pushing it out and ignoring it. You're just saying, oh, I'll look at it later. Or no, it doesn't really matter. We're concentrating on this moment. I'm concentrating on literally the moment in my breathing. And I know it sounds weird. It sounds kind of crazy but it makes sense once you do it um and i didn't realize until now i didn't really connect the dots even though i did say you know doing the free throws while i was trying to concentrate my breath back and my heart rate was kind of psychedelic it is psychedelic but it was more meditative a moving meditation and i've definitely experienced that through through running you know that's what people call a runner's high um and they call it kind of a moving meditation to where, it, you know, you keep running in that certain that certain pace and, like, you don't go faster or slower. You kind of just keep going. It's just one foot in front of the other over and over again. And, yeah, you're, you can feel your lungs kind of about to explode or you feel the pain in your legs, but eventually you get into the state where you just keep going. You keep moving forward, as I keep saying, and you realize it doesn't matter and you realize it's all about your mental strength and how... You can go as far as your mind wants you to go. As far as you push yourself, that's how far you'll go. And it's tough. It's tough to realize that. And, you know, I think you can only get there through challenges, you know, through the moving mode, meditations, through either running or, you know, as I was shooting free throws or from literally sitting down and Trying to go at it the old fashioned way Trying to go at it through the fucking Buddhist monk way Sitting and concentrating on the moment um, There's nothing wrong with the old fashioned way It's definitely beneficial It's better than fucking doing a drunk for 8 hours <laughs> uh, Definitely less time consuming um, Yeah You know, just embrace the challenge, embrace the struggle. Even though I don't like struggle, I don't like confrontations, I don't like arguing with people, I don't think you should embrace those confrontations. Just enjoy the personal struggles, the personal challenges you experience day-to-day, the personal things you want to do in life that that are hard but that you know that you should do and, you know, continue to do. Become a better person to, you know, not only a better version of yourself that you're happier of and, you know, you're just happier in your day-to-day life and the tasks that you carry out but also you become a person that other people are around and they want to mimic this positive ability and this positive flow and mindset. And it just makes, you know, a ho- you can only lead the horse to a water. You can't make them drink. You know, a person can only provide their own happiness, essentially. Um, but you can definitely have, you know, if you have excess happiness and you're just a great positive light out there, you can shed it on to other people and I say if you have that ability try to do the best to do that um honestly that's my goal at this podcast even though I'm not even a positive person most of the time but sometimes you know I am and I know I should be and you know I try to be as much as I can and that's why I embrace the challenge as much and the struggle as much as I can because once I got through the those hardships um You know, once you're out of the darkness, all there is is light. And all there is is good stuff. Um, Obviously, the dark will come again because it's a balance of everything. You know, where there's daylight, there's night. You know, where there's day, there's always going to be a night. At least in this world. Um, So, yeah. Do what you got to do, boo. I'm going to end this here. Um... And, yeah, don't really have a closing sentiment, but just do what you got to do. It is what it is. And merry belated marijuana miss and lovey freaks. Peace.